0: At some point, we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds.
1: Welcome to Down Ballot. We usually do the show live every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media, but I got the booster shot this week and uh, I was in no position to do anything. Hardly even get out of bed for most of Tuesday. So we're kind of doing a makeup here. Uh, I'll probably post this Saturday instead of Wednesday. We'll be back to our usual schedule next week, unless they require me to get another one of those uh, Moderna booster shots. That being said, I think everybody should get the booster even just a, a day or two of sickness, whatever, uh, even if I got Omicron, it probably wouldn't have gotten me that sick, but I could have given it to somebody else. So that's how diseases spread. Anyway, I'm producer Dave and you can find me damn near anywhere.
0: And Hey, this is the councilman. You can find me on Twitter at T H E underscore councilman. Really happy to be here. Glad to see that you're alive and well, producer Dave, after, uh, getting the vaccine, which has killed so many of our brethren. Um, so, uh, good kudos to you. I also received the Moderna booster, uh, little less than a month ago or a little more than a month ago now yeah a little more than a month ago uh didn't feel the same after effects so i, I consider myself lucky um but in and out you know got it done i recommend everyone do the same um and then get a little in and out uh, on the way home always a good thing uh, check out our website for more information, ecoplexmedia.com You can find out about our uh, about our Twitch channel, about our Patreon, where you can give us shill bucks to keep this station rolling. Um, and uh, make sure that you download Down Ballot and the Local Love and all of our programming uh, on and whatever podcatcher you decide to use. Um, and uh, to share it with your friends. Let them know, especially if you're in the, the Bay Area and you're interested in the local uh, derpiness that we bring you on a weekly basis. Um, please share and, and let folks know about it. We'd be happy to to entertain more listener and more viewer and get more people up in that Twitch chat where the real action is. And a quick note: if you're downloading this the day that it came out, listening to the, the day
1: that came out, uh, Operation Catterday will be a local love uh, makeup session. I'll have Chip deville up in the studio. I'll have uh, Patty Kay up in the studio. Probably have Juan Maserati up in the studio, and may have a couple other special guests uh, popping by. So uh, oh. should be uh, a bit raucous. We'll do our usual local love thing. Patty Kay will play a few songs. We'll rock a few local jams. And I think me and Twi- me and chip will be doing some DJ uh, DJing late into the night as we usually do on Saturday. So it'll be kind of a, a mix between our usual Saturday show and um, local love. So that'll be a lot of fun.
0: Super special. I got to see chip just recently. We went to a, we actually went to a concert together. Um, uh, not packed to the gills, luckily, but definitely a lot of folks around. So, uh, we, we, we played it safe. I don't think either one of us got the COVID. So again, lucky, uh, but it was good times. It's great to see him and great to see you as always. And uh, yeah, why don't we, without further ado, we can jump into the docket if you like. Yeah, what do we got for leading off? Leading off this week? Uh, we should just roll the clip.
2: New at 10
3: tonight, a San Jose woman is calling on the city for help after she fought off an attack from a homeless man who was armed with a shovel while walking the Guadalupe River Park Trail earlier this month. KTVU's Emma Gost tells us the encampment has been there for a long time, but some complain it has recently become dangerous.
4: So I was on that trail.
3: Jacqueline, who did not want to share Actually, her last exactly name, heard. was on her daily walk near the Taylor Street Bridge on the afternoon of January 8th when she says a man came out of his tent and attacked her.
4: He took the shovel that was in his hands and he uh, started swinging at me like the shovel was a baseball bat and he was hitting me with it.
3: She blocked the blows to her face with her forearms before charging at the man, allowing her to escape. Her arms were bruised and bloodied.
4: I was screaming at the top of my lungs during this ordeal and I, I look up the trail and I look down the trail and I realize like no one is coming to help me. And that's, you know, I, I knew I had to help myself. I knew I had to go around this guy. I knew I had to get past him
3: uh, if I wanted to live. She said San Jose police responded within minutes and arrested the man. Now she wants the city council to act before someone else gets hurt. From
4: my perspective, it was like a frog being boiled alive that things have gotten so bad, but I didn't realize it because I see it every day. And I think that we've almost become immune to the homelessness problem. This, this didn't look like this.
3: Nobody wants to walk that trail. Nobody wants to go to those parks. You know, I'm a father, I have a six year old daughter. I don't want to go to San Jose parks anymore. Scott Largent lives in an RV at a homeless encampment just up the road from Guadalupe River Park. He says he no longer feels safe there because more people have moved in and many of them are suffering from mental illness and drug addiction. I hear the screams, I hear yelling, you know, um, if it sounds bad enough that somebody is in crisis, I will
5: call 911.
3: The city of San Jose began clearing out the 40-acre encampment by the San Jose Airport over the summer, per Federal Aviation Administration safety requirements. Around the same time, more tents began popping up near Largent and along Jacqueline's walking route.
4: You're just pushing the problem down the road, you know, and I feel like that's what the city did. They're just pushing the problem out, you know, like, at some point it could be somebody else's problem. It's not going to be somebody else's problem, we have to solve this
3: problem now. In San Jose, Emma Goss, KTVU, Fox 2 News. We reached out to the San Jose City Council and the mayor's office for comment, but have not heard back.
0: Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I wouldn't come comment back. That's a trap story anyway. It's like uh, they may be working on some sort of solution, but, you know, no matter what, you come on in that story as like the elected official, right? Or anyone from the city, you're going to look like a bureaucrat no 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 need to hang yourself <laughs> uh so what are we gonna do about this problem producer dave of the homeless i don't know the that lady sounds homeless? like a badass
1: we should just send her out there to do security honestly the part where she's seriously. like she's like oh well i just charged him actually
0: <laughs> seriously i mean, because we're, we're dealing with two separate we're two not separate things i mean they're separate but connected obviously right this is not you know she didn't get attacked by a guy with a shovel because he's homeless right she got attacked with a guy with a shovel because he probably has a mental instability which more likely was caused by being homeless or was you know one of the causes um of of him being uh or uh on the street but more than likely as we've talked about right a a result of being on the street um and you know at the end of the day she was invading his space (laughs) so maybe he's just defending his turf right um uh, so i I can't really blame blame either of them. um necess- you know necessarily. uh it's it is a bad situation, and that's sort of where we're at right now. where're we are kind of moving things around on a checkerboard, but we're not really addressing the underlying problem um and trying to get some strategic solutions for how to together for how to um, address it in a more comprehensive way.
1: You know when I worked over um kind of near uh, eight eighty in Brokaw, I rode that trail home to the west side. I don't know, four, maybe five times a week. Riding to work, well, I would usually just take the train to work and then ride home because it was like cool out, nice to ride. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a difference definitely between the Guadalupe Trail and the Los Gatos Creek Trail, like a big difference. Um, Not only like that there was, you know, homeless encampments, but that the, the Guadalupe Trail also just as a sort of like a public... A public space didn't seem as well maintained regardless of whether or not there were encampments mm-hmm. and um i mean i guess that's all i have to say i don't know i never felt unsafe riding home late at night but also i'm like a you know not a small person and i was on a right. bicycle and going at a good clip so
0: well i mean there's there's other issues happening here where there's apparently like uh, cars illegally you know coming onto the trail right um and uh okay, and yeah hitting, that would have scared the people. shit out of me right yeah so that that's there's a lot there's a lot of issues here and then in then as a city you know it's like they, they you know they're they're trying to take an uh whatever you want to call it, a humane approach right but there's a you know at some point you know fences are going to be involved at some point you're going to have to move folks around right and and uh and either move them to a different location or um figure out a way to you know create some sort of buffer um area Cause, they're, they're not going, they have nowhere to go. Right. Um, unless we give them a place to go, we as a society. Um, so, uh, it's just, a, you know, <laughs> this is what you're going to have to deal with, with folks. This many folks live in outside is that you're going to have incidents like this come up and you know, um, the good, the thing about this is that it's one of those things where you, it gets on the news, right? Because this lady got attacked, right? And she's pissed about it and she's pissed at the city for not doing anything. And it got on the news it's not as though as though that is a going thing that happens like constantly right this is not happening on a nightly basis um and uh for the most part we're just dealing with a problem the uh, problem is with is the system and um the people themselves the the unhoused folks are not the problem necessarily they're um they've been affected by the problem so we need to do more to address the problem and not the not necessarily put it on the people
1: Oh, and to clarify that, what I said a few sense. minutes ago about being afraid if I saw a car on the trail, I would be yeah. afraid that it was a fucking cop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they, and that's and that's what they're asking. Like, they, and that's the funny thing. If you you, you know, um, from the public service perspective, right, from the city's perspective, they hear from people from folks advocates who are like, you know, uh, there are there are uh, you know, we need to do more to help help these folks, right? We need to we need to take a more hands off approach and be more. Uh, proactive with providing services to them right and not not sweeping camps and right you know and being more humane and then you have got it from the entire opposite of the spectrum of you know i want to ride my bike on not you right but like the uh you know your your pastoral n- neighborhood family right we want to ride our bike with our children down the the trail and oh there's homeless people and or there's a car right um so then you have to end in the police and police cars
1: <laughs> oh a car on <laughs> the trail a car on and the trail is more, absolutely
0: something the police should deal with yeah yeah it, exactly right you to be think. like
1: get your car off the trail
0: you would think i and hearing and hearing about it it's like they don't do anything sometimes but some you know what it is a lot of times it's it's like jurisdictional authority right and they just it, it's like passing the buck around right oh well it's the water district's responsibility because they control the creeks or oh, no it's the the river park conservancy because they're the nonprofit that manages the the guadalupe river park oh no it's this you know it's the pd's responsibility um, because it's illegal activity. So yeah, it, it the ba- the buckets passed around, I think a lot. And at the end of the day, you know, th- if things get done, they take a while. and um and sometimes people get hurt in the meantime.
1: Um, anyway. I've, I've said this a lot of times, but um, <clears throat> government housing projects get a bad rap because of what happened in the East Coast, where the governments put up housing projects and then didn't maintain them. Mm-hmm. and so any any discussion at all of like, housing projects people just are like are you mean like the wire and we're like well not really it doesn't have to be that way that was a commentary on that the housing projects were very poorly maintained and then you know people didn't care about their community because nobody was maintaining their fucking housing project
0: yeah it's uh, the the conversation is tainted by the past experiences right um and there are some bad there have been some bad attempts here locally that are still challenges right but a lot of times it's management not necessarily the quality of the of the, the product so um but management after the fact and management of the population uh, so yeah uh, we could we could can and should do more and should be doing more and should be taking a much more aggressive tack and I just don't understand why there isn't a political will to do it at this point because it's, it's right it's it's right in front of everyone's face now you know it's not nothing you can push aside anymore it's it's right there So um, if anything, you're seeing, you know, the, the you're seeing movement on a lot of issues that you may not have seen before, primarily because there's just no way around it anymore. And, um, and politicians are hearing it from both sides now, right? Um, As opposed to just having to, they can offend one side or the other, but now if they're hearing it from both sides, that it's an issue they have to deal with, then there will be blood. I'm sorry, there will
1: be, there will be policy. (laughs) i just don't understand like all these people that are like making the world a better place with a blender like where, where the fuck is that guy going where the fuck is that rich guy that like and it's always you know it's always some weird white guy who wants to like reinvent the blender right And <laughs> make it a tech ninja product bullet. the ninja bullet right it pulverizes like, the seeds but where's the guy like making the world a better place through public housing here's our here's our private here's our private public partnership i've got some venture capital behind this like where's that
0: it's there, 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 are, those things do, I don't want to make like those things don't exist. They're just too and far between. Right. And there's just not, there's not enough to create the kind of, you know, the volume uh, that we need to create. Right. There are absolutely like nonprofit affordable housing developers out there that the city works with. Um, I could rattle off a few, but don't need to name check them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know that they exist. It's just that there's not, not enough and there's not enough money put in on, you know, the government from the government side. Right. Um, to to sub to help to subsidize it and make it pencil out for them, right? Because they're nonprofits, right? Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's there's was it, it's there, it exists. The was opportunity the, exists with a stroke of a pen. Fucking
1: teal Fuckin capital a. could put up a housing project. Fucking a,
0: yes. But, and so it could, you but know, Peter so it could, Teal's a monster, so. Right. Well, so, and so could Google and Apple and all these guys. And they've, I'm not to, not to not give them any credit. I mean, they've thrown a collective, like tech companies locally have thrown like a collective billion dollars, I think, at this problem uh, in the past couple of years, or at least pledged that much. But it's going to take a lot more than that. And, um, and they know it and they make a lot more than that. I mean, shit, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bezos's, you know, personal fortune goes up, you know, a billion dollars every time he farts. So, um, and I hear he farts a lot. (laughs) <laughs> so it's it wouldn't take it would not take a whole lot um, and you're always in a capitalist society you're always going to have people living on the streets period that's just how it is if you want to be capitalists that's what you have to live with you have to live with people in mansions and people living on the street it's the number of people and it's the gap between the two and it's the the, the, cur- the bell curve that we're dealing with right that we have to really address the closer that gap becomes the, ne- the shorter the bell curve the less people at the extremes that's what we should be aiming for Um, but we're not even close to coming at that from that angle right now we're just putting band-aids on bullet wounds you know
1: um i had a friend i was much younger and he lived in public housing in berkeley um it was a co-op and it was pretty fucking cool actually
0: there's some pretty nice uh, low-income or or public permanent supportive housing i've toured actually um, it's really quality construction. It's, you know, I, I would pay to live there myself. Looks like a good apartment. So yeah, there's, there's really, there's, there's opp- there opportunities out there. It just takes the fuck the freaking political will and the investment, um, to make it happen.
1: Yeah. Like I, <clears throat> so I remember vote for
0: good people, elections matter, vote for good people. I remember going
1: there for like parties and shit. Like they had like big, like a, almost like a ballroom downstairs. It's more like a, like a warehouse. Right. But it was like, they had like a, an entertainment room. Like there were bands playing. It was an mm-hmm. old fucking like, uh, concrete building, So the bands playing didn't really disturb the people upstairs and the, oh, it was such a cool place, but it was a very Berkeley
0: thing. Right. <laughs>
1: right. Very Berkeley.
0: Right. They wouldn't stand uh, for that shit here in San Jose. Maybe we'll, we'll make it happen. It, it's a generational thing. It's going it, to, the worm will turn. It's just a, a slow, slow go. All those those olds I was on that Zoom with earlier today, the Zoomer Boomers, well, the Zoomer Boomers, Boomer Boomers, Zoomers. All right, well, that's um, that was leading off. Um, as always, we we like to do a nice little deep dive into the the goings on of the day. But now, ladies and gentlemen, our favorite segment, winners and losers. And uh, I don't I don't know really. now. I think everyone loses in this situation, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're we're gonna back to Mayor uh London Breed in San Francisco and her quest to uh create more of a police state.
1: San Francisco Mayor London Breed. She wants to crack down on crime, and today she's actually introducing a new plan to boost surveillance big time.
6: The plan would expand situations where police can use that real time surveillance. Today in the base, Sierra Johnson Live this morning sounds like a question of safety versus privacy.
7: Good morning yeah that's exactly right the ordinance would allow cameras to be monitored live in two particular types of situations currently there are some restrictions on when san francisco police are allowed to monitor those those cameras so take a look at your screen the first situation is in critical events that includes mass assaults using firearms vehicles or other dangerous weapons actual or suspected terrorist attacks hostage and kidnapping incidents arson organized theft or burglary, looting or rioting. The next category, public safety crisis areas. Those are areas in the city of repeated or sustained high levels of criminal activity or open air drug markets. Where public drug sales inhibit public access to community amenities like transit parks as well as playgrounds this also includes areas where there have been documented increase of violent crimes over a period of 14 days now this new legislation would be an amendment to the existing surveillance technology ordinance that was created back in 2019 and it puts limits on when and why those cameras could be utilized so mayor London breed will introduce that today to the board of supervisors the supervisor can't decide. That will then be given to the public, the voters, to decide. We're live in San Francisco, Sierra Johnson for Today in the Bay.
0: That's an interesting one. I didn't. I don't. I they have to explain to me what the angle is where the voters get to decide. This is a charter amendment. I, that's interesting.
1: So on that list, the first two seemed reasonable. Like right. they included things like, like organized crime doing a doing a like a burgling a neighborhood. Okay, yeah. Right. Turn, check out the cameras. It's bad. Hostage, hostage situation, terrorist situation, right? Right, but then riots.
0: Well, there's yeah, there's a, and then the rest of it. It's like
1: or, or crime increase over fourteen days. What does that mean?
0: Right, exactly. It's all it's all in the de- the devil is in the proverbial details, right? It's all about a, you know, wh- who defines what a crime increases, who defines what a riot is, right? Um San-, San Jose had some very interesting definitions of what a riot was around the time of the George Floyd protests, right? Um so, uh yeah, I I would be very interested in seeing who's determining what those definitions are Um, and and the other thing
1: the other thing say you have to determine that in real time well how do you do that like eventually somebody makes the decision and if it's the cops making the decision everything's a riot you know what i'm
0: saying right unless there's unless there is a handbook unless there's a a, a, you know it's like a little laminated card even like oh let's see there were 15 hostages well we can't do it then oh 16 hostages yes we can do it you know Oh, have I say, to be some sort of I, empirical... I say, you know, you know, for sure there's fucking
1: one hostage in a standard that somewhere you should be able to turn on them cameras oh. and try to figure out who the
0: fuck's yeah. going in and out of that building where the hostages are. Yeah, absolutely. My, 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 my bad. My bad. Bad example. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, absolutely bad example. But yeah, no, there, but there needs to be some sort of empirical standard that they use. Otherwise, you're right. You have one cop flying around doing one thing and one cop flying around doing another thing. And, and there's really no, you know, if there's no standard, then who knows what's possible or what, or, you know, where this goes. So
1: also, it's I mean, always if, in the details, if you want footage from the ground of a protest, all you got to do is turn on Facebook. People
0: are stupid and be pointing yeah, their phone in the protesters faces like yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Insta live, man. That's, that's where to go. We, we've, we've pulled enough of those, you know, the, the few and far between rallies and riots that nerve not riots, but the few and far between um, marches and r- rallies that happen in San Jose. We've seen enough of those, instagram lives oh i know that person (laughs) i know you oh look we got the whole we got the whole background here this is great so yeah uh watch out coming to a hood near you in san francisco probably the tenderloin um more surveillance more you know more more privacy restrictions um but in the name of you know combating crimes just what kind of crimes and who defines the crimes anyway um in other news in san francisco uh speaking of crimes uh someone's this, this going next around story sp- is, is
1: like it's out of the fucking out of like the 1 a.m fucking part of any random night here on the fucking show honestly
0: yeah i know this is a very de- this is a very uh sunday night show kind of a, a clip but uh apparently someone's been going around spreading some nasty flyers um uh in all the corners of your town in san francisco
8: you know it's scary to think that it's never just about flyers or a piece of paper it's it's about intimidation
0: Anti-Semitic
3: flyers found in several San Francisco neighborhoods and in other states. What we know about the group behind it. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. I'm Amma Dates,
9: and I'm Dan Ashley. You're watching ABC 7 News. Okay,
1: this is a story where they were like, "Okay, so producer Dave from Echo Flex Media gave us the lowdown. He even knows the he even knows the YouTube channel that they right. found all this information on." Uh, for the record, producer Dave's YouTube channel was removed for uh, making fun of this. <laughs>
9: 6, live here on ABC7, Hulu Live, and wherever you stream. Uh, this is one of dozens of offensive anti-Semitic flyers that were found in San Francisco over the weekend.
3: ABC7 News anchor Liz Kreutz tells us the flyers appear to be identical to flyers found in several other cities across the country and come amid a nationwide rise in anti-Semitic incidents. So
1: they're saying it's satanic, but they have the fucking star of the wrong way. Right. Right, this is in, to imply Satanism, but they don't even know which way the fucking star goes. If you're supposed to be Satan, that
0: star is supposed to be upside down. Unless this is some sort of alternative Jewish star that we don't know about.
7: Yes. There were quite a few just littered throughout the sidewalk. In San
2: Francisco's Pacific Heights, residents are dismayed and on edge after finding disturbing anti-Semitic flyers placed all around their neighborhood. It was a small plastic sandwich baggie weighted down with some rice and it had a flyer that said the entire COVID agenda is Jewish. Aurora, who is Jewish and asked we not share her last name, noticed the offensive flyers while on a walk Sunday morning. She picked up several scattered along Pacific Avenue near Baker Street. Others reported seeing them out Homes on Union Street. These flyers are placed at a time when there's already unrest in Jewish communities, following that recent hostage situation at a synagogue in Texas and an overall rise in anti-Semitism.
3: Nationally, ADL reported over 2,000 anti-Semitic incidents in 2020. That is the third highest tally that we've recorded since we have tracked it in 1979.
2: Teresa Drenick is the deputy regional director with the Anti-Defamation League, which tracks these incidents. She said in addition to San Francisco, over the weekend, the flyers were also reported in Chico and in several other states, including Texas, Colorado, Maryland, Wisconsin, and Florida. The Miami Beach mayor said the police there are actively investigating.
3: It is important to call out anti-Semitism when we see it.
2: The ADL says they are aware of the group behind these flyers. They say it's a loosely organized extremist group that espouses vitriolic anti-Semitism and white supremacist themes online. The leader is based in Sonoma County. The ADL asks anyone who finds flyers from this group to report it.
4: We want to make sure that law enforcement investigates and gets to the bottom of
8: exactly what was going on. And the fact of the matter is that like... Whether it's coming from outside or from within our city, um, you know, Jewish people here are still being intimidated um, and made to feel unwelcome in their own neighborhoods.
2: In San Francisco, Liz Kreutz, ABC 7 News. So I'm
1: around 70 percent sure that the group distributing this is a group called Adelwaffen, Adelwaffen. They're a white supremacist group. Um, This sounds like their playbook. Do you know what that means? It's German, right? Yeah, no, no. I just know that right. they they have um, fuck pr- your Yankee blue jeans. <laughs> they have a previously published um, like hit lists of like anything from anti-racist college professors to like Jewish people in the media. And this sounds like it's right out of their, their playbook. They're fairly well organized. They are loose and distributed. It could be another group. I could be wrong, but it sounds like them.
0: Yeah, it just a uh- Seems like every, every, any scourge on humanity, you know, seems like an opportunity for haters to go after the, those who they hate, and oftentimes it is our Jewish friends. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's let's figure out who did this and give them a good stomping. But I do love the meticulousness of the putting the flyer in the bag with the rice, so it's weighed down; and it's not going to fly away, right? Um, so, but you know, shame, shame.
6: They also, in Chico,
1: in Chico too. Well, the person being from Sonoma County sort of calls back to that pipe bomb mm-hmm. or pipe bomb friend at the mm-hmm.
0: auto shop. Oh yes. Our democratic party pipe bomb friend.
1: That's right. That's right. I don't know if he was part of that group, but it's sort of, it's there. It's not like just because he was a three percenter that he doesn't espouse some of the same ideas that Adam often might espouse. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. crossover in that stuff. Um I do think it's interesting they seem shocked that it was like in an, a well to do uh let's face it like largely maybe white part of San Francisco that these uh flyers might go to
0: yeah i I don't know why that's particularly shocking them I mean, if they really want to disrupt things like that they're the people that would notice right when they're out walking their their dog or or uh you know go to the the local artisanal muffin shop um it's not the folks down in like Bay Point they have other shit to to worry about in their lives than whatever flyers people are just leaving around their neighborhood <laughs> these
1: groups are so, going to recruit where they feel like they might be most effective
0: council maybe yeah yeah and i i also don't i also don't know the demographics of pacific heights if there happen to be more jews living there oh than it, it could other be ooh, it could also or, be yet it could be the other way it could be the other way yeah. where there's like disproportion
1: like compared right. to the rest of the city for whatever reason there's a few more right. jewish I mean, people they f- there
0: they found the one young jewish lady to speak for everyone who is jewish of course um but who knows if she might be the only jew living in the neighborhood we don't know well i don't know the, i don't know the demographics of pacific heights to speak to it but yeah that I, I don't could, either that could be it. i don't either but
1: the other thing about if they were to do that in like the fucking in the Bayview or whatever they better hope nobody sees them
0: yeah for sure <laughs> what, you,
1: what are you leaving on my porch right you better <laughs> even like in in the castro which is like an upper-class neighborhood castro's got yeah. a little bit of history of uh of resisting bigotry in a let's say a kinetic way March. um yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they, they, <laughs> they, they went somewhere where they weren't so concerned about being spotted too.
0: Right. There are they're, they're folks in the Castro and in other neighborhoods that are aggressively anti-bigot.
1: Right. Um, like, it's so. like they were talking about the TL. You want to see the crime raise in the
0: TL? Start to, try, yeah. trying to hand those <laughs> out in the <laughs> <chopping> TL. <flyers. laughs> the homeless are responsible for COVID. We're coming for you, motherfucker. Um, no, you, you fucking, you start handing that
1: shit out in the tenderloin, you're going to get got. Yeah. Like, oh, there's yeah. be, there might be drug dealers there but that drug dealer doesn't want none of that shit because they're, they're going to sell their drugs to whoever <laughs> drug Absolutely. dealers tend not to be bigots because it's equal bad for business
0: equal opportunity um, well speaking of the Castro in another part of San Francisco um, apparently the Castro theater has some new ownership um, and some new or at least some new management and there's some concern that uh, this classic movie theater is going to steer maybe away from the movies um, and as a former film junkie and film school snob, I'm, you know, certainly intrigued by this story, but we'll see what, we'll see what's going on.
6: One happy. KTBU talked to people who worried the theater's new management could attract a crowd that may not be welcome. Ooh.
10: For nearly a century, the Castro Theater has been the iconic repertory movie house in the San Francisco neighborhood that bears its name. Another Planet Entertainment recently struck a deal to take over operations. The company is known more as a live concert promoter, which has some concerns about the future of films here. They do not have a
9: history of
10: film programming. A handful of cinephiles demonstrated Sunday afternoon urging the owners to promise they won't allow films and festivals to fade to black.
1: There is a threat that this might be replaced by concerts, the way uh, it's happened in the Oakland Fox and in other theaters that get taken over.
10: Supporters want the continuation of inclusive cinema that reflects the neighborhood, expressing their sentiment through words both written and spoken.
6: I love this theater. I've been coming here for so many years, so it seems like it's the last of its kind. showing
10: While some fear the theater could transform into more of a music venue, the new operators have said publicly they intend to support films and festivals along with music, comedy, and lectures. In December, the Castro hosted the premiere of The Matrix Resurrections, attracting throngs of fans. One business that benefited welcomes changes that bring more people because of the spillover effect.
0: It will bring more revenue to small businesses that are suffering care in the neighborhood.
10: As many theaters struggle to survive financially, people recognize change is needed here for the Castro to remain financially viable. They simply hope the old and new Can coexist.
3: The most important thing is that this this theater stays alive and is part of the community.
10: Demonstrators say so far the owners and operators have failed to properly communicate their intentions, so they are asking for a public meeting where people can hear the plan and give feedback. Greg Liggins, KTVU, Fox 2 News. Let's just wait and see. Yeah, for sure. Have you been to the
0: Castro before for a a film?
1: (laughs) Yes. Dan Savage puts on the hump film festival there. That's a lot of fun. Um hmm. that sounds like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's not for it sounds the like a it's, humping. It, it's not for the squeamish. It is adult films. Uh, but they're there's it's not like it's not like the environment you would expect, it's like a porno theater. People are is laughing. There humping and, involved? What? Is there humping involved? Yes. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's, and it's not just on film? It's adult films, a lot it's adult films, um generally independent, you know, creators of adult films and People are there, kind of talking about the films. It's it's absolutely not like a porn theater where somebody's like whacking off and shit in the theater. That's not that kind of environment. Sure, it's pretty. It's just tastefully done fucking pornography. Some of it, some of the porn isn't very tasteful, or maybe not by societal standards. But the the environment there is very fun, very friendly, very. I didn't know what to expect when I went, and it was it was a lot of fun. There was like music and stuff. It was it was it was a big big old party. We also saw um was that spike and mike's twisted film festival there one year oh sure yeah. um we've seen seen uh who did who, who did we watch um i forget it might have been fucking bill maher like a long time ago do a comedy thing Real there comedy. i've definitely been to comedy shows there like for you know i've t- seen um michelle cho there. Was it i forget is
0: that right michelle yeah. cho michelle cho yeah I, th- I think this could work for um uh, you know, it is a multi-purpose venue, anyway. Um, I think I think that's actually a really good model for these single-screen style theaters that could do theater, film, comedy. Uh, you can do art shows, frankly. Um, so you can do you can do quite a few different things in music. Um, so I I would encourage uh owners of these spaces to to really think outside the box and try to provide as much for uh, flexibility and and uh, diversity for their to their community as possible. The thing uh, about we music, can do, we can do it all. The thing about music is <clears throat> the chairs, the mounts for the
1: chairs, the uneven floor. Yeah. Like it, it can't really, you can't really have a rock show there. It like has to be like a sit down kind of concert or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. There's some conversion stuff that you, you would need to do, but um, it can be done. And uh, I think there are venues that have done it pretty well. So we shall see. I think the Burbank here in San Jose is a good example of a place that could, it just got sold, I think got auction, but it's, it's a really nice space that could be used in a lot of different ways so we shall see um well as always it's time to get your shit together oh no um, we, we got one more here we got plenty the younger oh crap you're right we do have one more loser that's right um and this is actually getting your shit together anyway so the uh uh the pandemic has had all sorts of negative impacts on us in the supply chain and now it's really hitting us where it hurts
6: Well, fans of a popular Bay Area beer that is only brewed in a certain time of the year will have to wait a bit longer before it comes out again. Russian River Brewing Company in Santa Rosa announced it is delaying the release of Pliny the Younger beer due to the Omicron surge. Thousands of people traditionally show up for the annual kickoff event, which was scheduled for February 4th. But Sonoma County is currently under a ban on large public gatherings because of the virus.
4: Unfortunately, Minnie and I have had to make the very difficult decision to postpone our in-person,
8: Pliny the Younger release
10: The new dates will be March 25th through April
11: 7th at both our pubs.
6: The brewery says 20 employees have tested positive since the holidays. Now, before the pandemic, releasing the beer generated more than $5 million to the local economy in 2020.
0: See what I'm saying? It's not just... The best beer, it's also a huge economic generating uh engine. Uh, what are we gonna do, producer Dave? Um, wait another like month and a half. I'm not a fan of that style of beer,
1: but I know uh, a lot of people who really do enjoy it. Um of the two, I actually think Pliny the Elder is a little more drinkable. Um, but I, I just don't like those super hoppy beers. Um
0: I am definitely a big hoppy person, but I, I like both. The elder is delicious too. Um, so this is this is a sad sad day for me, but I can wait. First world hashtag first world problems under winners and losers today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> also, um, like the pizza that that guy was eating in that bar looked awful. Yeah, it looked a little like thrown together and plasticky and yeah, <laughs> little
1: little greasy and soggy and shit.
0: A little greasy, like the like the uh, the cheese wasn't quite melted, but still had like oil seeping out of it and just ugh, yeah. like it was melt like it was melted in a microwave or something anyway <laughs> um not not good not good uh thinking of investing by the way in a wood-fired pizza oven for our our house for the outside uh, at some point if we ever redo our backyard so we can have pizza parties and you can come over for our posh uh artisanal cupcakes and pizza um Fantastic. so yeah so moving moving right along um and, and after i jumped the shark earlier uh getting your shit together it's always it always seems to be millennium tower and this week is no different um so i think we're just going to have to start renaming this section of the show but uh, wouldn't you know it there's more
3: Raj, newly released documents tell a previously hidden story about the troubled fix of San Francisco's sinking and leaning Millennium Tower. NBC Bay Area investigative reporter Jackson Becken shows us why the documents provide some answers, but also raise a very important new one. Where is all the grout going that workers are injecting into the ground?
8: The project designed to stop the Millennium Tower from sinking any further involves drilling holes down to bedrock, inserting steel support piles, and sealing the holes with concrete grout. But records show that when crews installed the first pile number eight, they had to pump in far more grout to finish the job than expected. Some 14 more tons. And other piles required 10 or more tons of extra grout each to fill the holes. And there were delays of up to four days between drilling and grouting. The question is why? One theory is that the pressurized drilling process essentially vacuumed up too much sand and debris buried way down near bedrock. And that's a major reason the Millennium Tower suddenly started sinking and leaning faster when the fixed
0: project began. The ground was already highly stressed uh, because of the 58-story building that it was supporting on piles.
8: Internationally recognized deep foundation expert Harry Poulos says that under the circumstances, settlement of the building may well have been inevitable.
0: I think any time you do excavation and delay, uh, that leaves you uh, open to the possibility uh, of uh, loss of strength uh, and uh, defamation uh, settlement in this case of of
8: the ground. An outside expert advising the city, Ben Turner called the process of soil being removed during drilling unintentional mining and told city officials back in November he could not rule that out. But he now favors another theory, that all the grout is simply seeping into gaps in the soil.
11: We actually expect that some grout will will penetrate into the formation. And so after extensive discussions with the contractor and among all the players here, we believe that is the most likely um, explanation. It's
8: more likely to be overmining. Geotechnical engineer Bob Pike says an early analysis of the first successful test pile shows workers needed extra grout to fill the hole. And thermal data indicates all that grout may have pooled some 240 feet down, where there's a layer of sand that Pike says could easily have been sucked out or mined during the drilling process, triggering additional settlement early on. The indicator pile should have served as a canary in the coal mine. These were all warning signs. Warning signs he says engineers should have paid attention to, especially when the building started to sink and tilt more dramatically with each pile installation. Jackson Vanderbecken, NBC. Bay Area News.
3: And we've been breaking news stories on the Millennium Tower ever since it started leaning. Head to NBC Bay Area streaming app on Roku, Apple TV or Amazon Fire to see our other reports, including how key records are now missing in the fix.
0: Yeah, there is an actual YouTube playlist just for this sh- this story on on NBC's uh, YouTube channel. Ah, uh, It's like every day, every day they're struggling and they should just tear it down
1: yeah there's just it just seems like there's never like i know like the if it bleeds it leads thing right but there's just never any good news about
0: this fucking this this tower and no it's it it's not going to get i mean you're you're right everything we've we've heard about this i i don't understand what how this is all less expensive than just taking it down piece by piece and rebuilding it like a lego set
1: Um, some of the stuff's not going to be you're not going to be able to reuse everything right sure
0: sure you're not gonna have to do but, some
1: demolition there's gonna be yeah, some concrete that's gonna have to be demolished and that kind of stuff but uh, right you can, but, you, can but recycle, when- you can recycle demolished concrete and shit so
0: yeah you can put it into those piles that you're driving you know <laughs> hundreds of people over the earth and getting into the the crevices that you created by mining in the first place so yeah what a mess well we'll keep you posted ladies and gentlemen just uh i recommend do not move into a high-rise condo plex until you've really done some serious homework um, and definitely not this contractor built the damn thing. All right. Well, uh, shall we move down ballot?
1: Yeah, we're going to go to down ballot and recall watch.
0: Nice. Well, uh, this week's sort of a mashup of those things. So uh, stories that are sort of adjacent to recalls um, and f- efforts of that nature. But uh, the first, um, as we've already covered uh, in previous sto- stories and previous episodes of down ballot, um, DA Chesaboudine in San Francisco is is trying to make some reform, and there's folks who don't like reform because they're used to doing things a certain way, and now uh, not only are they you know trying to go after him with a recall effort, they're also trying to I think um, attack him through uh, other means and trying to leverage uh, rising you know uh, concern around um, uh, hate crimes to actually you know, use it as a way to attack and get, get some bad press for the DA when it's something that's not necessarily his um, fault.
6: Good afternoon, I'm Allie Rasmus. I'm Gaccia Mikael-Lian. New at noon, a federal lawsuit was
0: oh filed in
6: response to hate crimes against Asian Americans in San Francisco. The suit was filed against the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, filed by the Alliance for Asian American Justice, and a man who was allegedly attacked in 2019 with a bat by a man and his teenage son. The suit alleges the criminal justice system has often failed to treat Asian victims of crime with the dignity, respect, and equal treatment that they deserve
10: by standing up for my constitutional rights i am standing up for all aapi hate crime victims in the city and county of san francisco throughout the state of california and throughout the united states
6: The DA's office has yet to respond to the allegations or the lawsuit, but it has announced the formation of a committee to address the gaps in service for elderly Asian crime victims. The DA's office says the committee will ensure that elderly AAPI crime victims and survivors have their needs met before, during, and after court proceedings. The number of hate crimes against Asian Americans in San Francisco is up significantly compared to previous years. San Francisco Mayor London Breed, the police chief Bill Scott, and other community leaders held a news conference this morning to address crime data impacting the Asian American Pacific Islander community. There were 60 hate crimes against Asian victims last year in San Francisco. That marks a 500 percent increase from 2020.
7: I am heartbroken. I'm frustrated. I'm embarrassed. I'm angry about the violence that has continued to impact many of the people who are part of our Asian community, but especially our seniors.
10: We saw more than a six-fold increase in Asian hate crimes in our city in San Francisco and we had eight in 2019, we had nine in 2020, and we had 60 in 2021. That is significant, that is concerning, and that is alarming.
6: To miss the mayor itself. in chief um, said a top priority you. this year is to have more police officers and safety ambassadors on the street morning, to help thank you, prevent chief, hate and crimes thank you,
0: mayor. And- well I'm not going to, uh, absolutely not going to diminish the um, the impact the victims of these crimes at all right and the, the, it's a there's a big problem um, and uh, and we do have to address it. I just find it very interesting that this press conference with the mayor who is you know, opposed to the DA um, and supported his opponent and the police chief, police are very adamantly opposed to this DA because he's willing to go after police for misconduct. Um, and then that other lawsuit all happened to come out as news stories on the you know, be, be publicized on the same day. I find that very interesting um, in terms of a, as a media professional, right? Um, that being said, I'm, I don't want to be. I don't want to be too skeptical. Um, and again, it's a. It's an issue that ha- does have to be dealt with. But it's just interesting to see the. The media hits that were uh, that that came out the same day around this issue. Anyway.
1: So we only saw thoughts? a brief. We only saw a brief like moment <clears throat> of the press conference, but, I mean, if they didn't, if they didn't hit up the, the fact that there are popular media personalities on um, certain cable news channels who've been calling this shit the Wuhan flu. Mm-hmm. Who've been saying that this is all due to a lab leak in Wuhan, China? That this is—they were calling it the China virus. No, that was the president. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that was the president called it the China virus. Like if they—if yeah, if, if there was no mention of that during any of these press conferences, then I would <clears throat> share some of your skepticism as to at least the 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 possibility. That the reason for holding this press conference might have been a little bit a little bit of hide the ball
0: yeah that's that's what I'm suggesting, um but again, you're right, I don't know that they didn't say and didn't put it back on that um and the fact that the President of the United States um himself was a part of this um this scourge that has hit, that has hit us as a society, so um yeah again I just one of those ones that makes me feel a little squeamish as a as a, it gives me it gives my spidey sense of a little tingle as a media guy so we'll, who knows but um you'll see more of it as that recall election gets closer you're going to see more attempts to publicly slander the da in ways that have nothing to do with anything he has control over
1: right and um, as far as prevention of crime goes wouldn't that fall back on the
0: police yeah, you would think, right? Or or the officials and, and government officials and policy, right? Um, uh, he is there to prosecute, but at the same time, you know, the way that you prosecute and the way that you go, the way that you do your job as the DA can actually, you know, can inform both, you know, um, I think criminal activity and uh, but also the response to it and how it's policed and things like that. Like if you are more aggressive DA uh, on certain or you're more aggressive at prosecuting certain crimes you would think that that would be a deterrent to doing those crimes. Anyway, we could, that's up for debate, but you, you get what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the way you can impact it. Um, uh, but yeah, you're right. In, uh, enforcement and, and, and that of na- things of that nature, it's a policy thing. And then it's a police thing.
1: Yeah. I just, that's um, why we have the police. I just feel like, I just doubt that they mentioned that there are whole t- whole YouTube channels dedicated to calling the the virus a Chinese bioweapon. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt that
0: that came up. No, probably not. Um, probably not. Because we're, we're beyond that now. He, we you know, we we voted in Biden, so everything's fine.
1: Yeah. Also, like, also, like, she pretty cozy with tech.
0: Yeah. And again, like I said, she is actively opposed to the DA. Um, I think she's even endorsing the recall. Um, or she's endorsing the school board recall, but she's certainly not a fan of the DA, and the police are definitely not a fan of this current DA. So, um, just skeptic, just now, n- little natural skepticism, which uh, we we uh, we embrace here at Echoplex Media. All right. Well, um, speaking of other uh, other issues, our, our uh, sheriff here. I don't think that's I think this this freeze frame here is not exactly what the story is about. But um, as we've uh, been following Sheriff Lori Smith here in Santa Clara County is also facing not a recall necessarily, but a real serious um, challenge to her leadership, um, to the point where she's even considering now. Um, we've I've heard not running for re-election this year, but uh, let's see what the story has to say about the latest development in her corruption scandal.
9: More problems for longtime Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith. Today, California's Attorney General opened up a civil rights investigation into the yeah. embattled sheriff. Let's bring in our senior investigator, Stephen Stock, who's broken several stories involving Sheriff Smith. Stephen, this is a big deal. Absolutely, Raj. Today's announcement by the California Attorney General Rob Bonta follows a request from county supervisors here last summer. They asked for a civil grand jury investigation, which they got and which was resulted in seven formal accusations issued just last month. Now, the attorney general is opening his own civil rights investigation. Sheriff Smith has come under fire over her management of the local jails, as well as questions about whether people who gave to her political campaigns got special treatment when they applied for concealed carry weapons permits, or CCWs. Our investigation two years ago found those campaign donors were 14 times more likely to get a permit than those who did not give to her campaign. We also reported that the sheriff has not submitted to independent oversight at her jails, including not reporting incidents of severe beatings there. Today, the attorney general said his office will investigate whether any state or civil rights had been violated in any of these actions. Our investigation will seek to determine whether the sheriff's office has engaged in a pattern or
0: practice of unconstitutional or unlawful conduct. Investigation. This investigation comes amidst deeply concerning allegations relating to conditions of confinement in the offices, jail facilities, resistance to lawful oversight, and other misconduct. These concerns have been repeatedly voiced by elected leaders, media publications, community members, community
9: organizations, and more. It is time that truth comes to light. Bonta would not comment on any specifics regarding his investigation, but he did say his office will take its time and would like to hear from anyone who wants to give evidence or testimony. And within the past two hours, we got a statement from Sheriff Smith saying, quote, I have always welcomed any external review of the sheriff's office and we will immediately open all records. I have great confidence in the attorney general's office and I believe they will provide the expertise for a fair and impartial investigation investigation. Her attorneys are currently preparing objections to the civil grand jury's accusations on similar issues. They were in court just a few days ago. Those issues, of course, were handed down in December. If any of those accusations, even one, are found to be true after a trial, the sheriff could be removed from office. We'll stay on this story. All right. Thank you very much, Stephen.
0: And we will stay on it, too, here on Down Ballot. What Here's another case
1: it? where I think like a like a progressive person could come in and be the sheriff and I feel like <clears throat> I feel like maybe Santa Clara County might be one of the places in, in the position to kind of lead the way on improving and making you know, it's unfortunate when people have to go to jail especially when they haven't even been convicted of a crime yet um, and I think the Santa Clara County could lead the way in making these facilities more humane and treating people with a little more dignity in there and doing things to, <clears throat> doing things to kind of stop the factioning off of different people inside of the prisons, which is the cause of a lot of the violence.
0: Uh, ironically enough, they're trying very hard to tie themselves in knots to not do that and to appease all the public safety mavens out there. And they're like concerned about the, the Lululemon crimes, um, and balance that with what's really needed, which is more help for more people. In general, um, good news is there is someone running for DA at least against the current DA who who wants who's from that more progressive Chesa model mode who wants to look at more um, restorative justice and and reform um, as opposed to punitive. Uh, so maybe perhaps there the current candidates for sheriff, even if Smith were to back out or to not were to run and get beat, I just don't see any of them as being all the the, the kind of dynamic personality it's going to take to to really affect the change. A lot of them are just former. Um, you know deputies um, or uh, just r- not really saying or looking like the kind of things that the kind of folks that are really going to be able to do substantive th- uh, work there. They're really just running because they don't like the sheriff. <laughs> um, so hope, we'll see. But I think in the DA's race, we certainly have an opportunity. We'll get to that later on as we do our, our down ballot um, research and our, our ballot box bingo as we get closer to the election in June. Yeah, I don't know. I just think we could take a look at our fucking friends over in Europe where like
1: People, yeah. go, people go to jail there and they can't leave but it ain't yeah. like here
0: Yeah. i mean there's there's jails in G- germany where you know you live in a communal environment you cook together with knives um <laughs> and uh you play together you cook together it's, it's more of just a it's like a dorm pretty much um so uh and they treat people like humans which hey what imagine that um so yeah, we can do a whole fuck ton better. Um, especially in our County, which mainly manages pre-trial incarceration, right? Once someone has been convicted, they're generally transferred to a state facility, but now the state is trying to transfer back is, uh, a lot of, po- uh, uh, prisoners that they don't want to hold anymore. Um, so we're having to rethink what we put people into jail for in the first place. Right. And do we really need this many people in jail? Or should we have more programs that allow people to be out there and being, you know, functional members of society, even after they do the wrongs, right. Um, or wrongs according to who. So, uh, Yes, we need some alternatives now, but unfortunately, the board of supervisors. We'll talk about it more next week, as we can cover the story that came out um, this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, the board of supervisors considered this even on Tuesday, and there was a whole shit show that that uh, the good wife was telling me all about. So <laughs> I'll let y'all know about it next week um well, speaking of which though uh so this was a pre preamble to that of supervisors meeting um our next clip here this is from twitter uh from one of our local reporters um some advocates for uh say no to the jail to a new jail in santa clara county right the county is considering building a new or um rebuilding the main jail um in the manner of the old one and these folks uh say that's not the best idea so instead of uh calling this, you know, public comment, which they did, or, you know, going to, to knock on the door of the elected official, they decided to do what anyone would, who's got a little theater background, and do a comedy skit in the middle of the courtyard.
7: One more question, please.
4: Uh, Yeah, there's a vote coming up next week on whether to build a new jail, and what's your opinion on the matter?
7: Well, 500 beds should be plenty of room for the corporate crime (laughs) ring. What I meant to say is 500 beds will be perfectly sufficient for one crime ring we've identified through investigations not involving license plate.
0: This little girl loves so, this.
7: The jail will sufficiently hold the crime for a good amount of time. Okay, next question. Uh, Willow Glen, I mean, um, resident. Hi, yes, uh, Willow Glen
11: Press, yes, thank you, thank you, okay. Um, uh, we were wondering if Google was still looking for more property.
0: <laughs> so you get the idea. Uh, uh very funny sketch. If uh, go to go to uh Twitter, I think it's Win from San Jose Spa Light on her uh Twitter feed or him. um actually should I shouldn't uh pronoun them. I don't know. Actually, I've never met them, so they could be them. Anyway, check out their Twitter feed. Um, for more information on that that sketch, um, and we'll have more information on what's going down with the jails in Santa Clara County on a future episode, and it'll certainly come up during the DA's race as we discuss that, um, and the sheriff's race if the sheriff's race actually happens. Um, like we said, she might just drop out. That would be amazing, and then you have a then you'd have a real fucking shit show of people running for that job. Um, producer Dave, would you like to run for sheriff? No, <clears throat> no, no. Um, sure, we could do. We could get. We could make this happen. All right. Well, let me know. I know people. So I'm, I'm actually not just kind of knee jerk
1: opposed to rebuilding what we have, like as far as a facility, but that would come with some caveats. That would be like more space for each person or, you know, just upgrading the facilities, um, upgrading things probably like hvac probably probably people there might like some better air conditioning and heat depending on the 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 weather i'm sure that the air conditioning and heat ain't in there ain't the best um like <clears throat> upgrades to the facilities that aren't just to cram more people in but rather to you know have a m- more you know you could even do things where the place is nicer and they would say
0: more secure right Yes, in theory, that's all the baseline for what they want to do, right? All of them can be on ba- baseline fundamental. All of the supervisors and the staff and everyone agree that yeah, the de- the conditions are deplorable. First of all, um, and need to be improved, um, for the uh, for the inmates. Um, and secondly, yeah, a lot more attention has to be paid for who we're putting in these facilities and what kind of services they need, and making sure that the the proper folks are are isolated and separated from each other if they need to be if there's you know history gang violence et cetera, et cetera. so there's a lot lot more thought and humane treatment needs to go into our jails and that's something that they all agree on it's just a question of you know who they're trying to appease and 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 how they're trying to go about things right and how and who wants to spend the money right um a lot of it comes down to that too
1: i think if 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 you know the the idea is we need to be able to like put more people in here well guess what you need more square feet then don't you hmm like yeah. that's just just, just the reality like i'm not for throwing a bunch of people in jail right like but if we're gonna yeah. have a bunch of people in jail or whatever then we just need more square feet we need more square feet yeah. for things like a fucking library like um common areas where people can i don't know play fucking ping pong or whatever they ain't sh- they're in fucking, i imagine there ain't shit to do in there so like i don't know i just feel like <clears throat> like you had said about um gang violence there's there's one way in which yeah i guess you got to keep certain factions separated but there's another way in which people in which some of this money should be spent on, uh, integrating people of different races inside of the jail. Cause there's a lot of uh, like race-based violence in there from people who mm-hmm. weren't part of a fucking gang. And now mm-hmm. they, now they get into jail and they think they have to join like a, like a, like a clicker group of people based on their race. And there needs to be like attention paid to trying to stop that. To find out, like, when people are coming in, like, okay, is this person set up for an integrated experience where we don't have that, where people who don't want that can go in there and not have that? And then, okay, there are people, you know, where there's rival gangs. Sure, we got to keep them away from each other, but then what do you put all the people from one gang over here in in this fucking part of the facility? Okay, great, now all the... Now the people in one gang are together like, is that good? Probably not. right? <laughs> like,
0: no, I mean, it's just more thought has to be put into a period like, right. how we're, I don't think there's much thought being put into that at all. Right. How best to do it or how to do it at all. Um, so absolutely. And I also just think that there's a lot more thought needs to be put into who we're putting into jail in the first place. And if, if there's really a need to have all these people in a, in a carceral facility when they're pending trial, right. When they haven't been convicted yet. And when a lot of the times the crimes are not violent, they're not, you know, um, that we're not talking about murderers putting, quote unquote, putting murderers back on the street, like they all, <laughs> like the mayor and others try to say when, when they're, they're talking about uh, crimes. Um, so we really could also rethink about like how many people we actually need in these facilities at any given time. And just by nature, you know, without even increasing or decreasing the footprint of the jail itself, cre- create a more humane space because we're just not dealing with as big of a population. Right. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different things that there's not, thinking about and again it comes down to political will right and and being able to stand up and say that maybe we don't need to put as many people in the jail right maybe we don't need to have as many cops out there maybe we need to have a different type of cop or a different type of person out there helping to not just enforce the law right but also just to maintain the peace because um, that's also a part of their job theoretically
1: and inside the jail too doing things to maintain the peace for yes. fuck's sake like, yes. like in, de-escalating in, conflict wherever
0: you yes. can, and like, they're not trained for it. They are not at all trained. None of them are tra- the guards. None of them are trained for the for the work that they have to do.
1: I imagine. At, I imagine most of the de-escalation is done by other inmates.
0: More than if, likely, yeah. I, I, in I, one, I, one way or the other. One way or the other, right?
1: Well, I mean, I no. I imagine it must be done by it. It must be. You know, that might be. But maybe peace. Maybe like recognizing that that's the case and finding a way to leverage the, the fact that some of the inmates in there might be inclined to want to deescalate and having programs where the people who would like to deescalate these things can get together as inmates and talk about the community inside of the fucking prison and how to deescalate violence and reduce violence in the prison. Be a good, you know, it's probably boring in there. So you get, you know, be a good use, good use of time for those fuck for those folks. They learn some valuable skills, maybe skills the cops don't even have. And, uh, I, j- I just feel like I just feel like there's a lot that could be done, like just to improve the quality of life in there and to make it less, make it less hectic and less, um, less violent. And I, I think that you know I I just imagine that that's really not a priority, even if it may be a priority for the people at the board of supervisors level. I guarantee it ain't a priority at the fucking administration
0: level at the jail. Well, they could make it that the board of supervisors could make it that way, but they voted against doing that. So um, oh, oh which, shit. So you- are you sure you don't want to run for sheriff? Are you positive? Cause you sound like you've got the, I, I, I like all the ideas you're, you're espousing. So,
1: and it, the things I'm Let's saying might it. be
0: pie in the sky.
1: It's not like I'm a fuck. It's not like,
0: it's no, not like, I've it's spent not, like 20 years it's, it's really, down or whatever. You know, and I understand no. the culture, you know, no, no, so, no it's realistic, but you know, it's all, it's all realistic stuff that we could do if we just had political will and good people like you in office, as opposed to the people we have. Well, like I Lori just Smith. don't,
1: I don't want that smoke. I just don't want that smoke. Right. Someone's got,
0: someone's got to take it anyway. Um, <laughs> But we'll we'll cover that more, and we'll we'll get Producer Dave to run one of these days, I promise everyone. Listener. Uh, Speaking of a hot potato issue um, that we'll get to probably a little more next week, because it actually did pass, and the city's getting sued. It's a whole thing. Um, The city of San Jose and the mayor are making a big push um, for his congressional campaign in a few years by uh, pushing for uh, gun owners in San Jose to get liability insurance. And among other today, things,
6: San Jose may become the first city in the nation to require gun owners have liability insurance. And the move is just part of a landmark gun reform proposal that's up for vote today. Today in the base, Chris Sanchez joins us with why the city is really getting into what is usually a federal manner.
12: Well, hi there, Laura. So when I talked to Mayor Sam Liccardo, he said that the city needs to do something because Congress has not enacted any meaningful gun reform since the 1990s, and so the city will be moving forward. And this is something that he first mentioned to me the day of the VTA mass shooting at the rail yard there. Let's take a look at some of the provisions of the ordinance. It would require gun owners to have liability insurance and also pay a $25 to $35 fee every year into a nonprofit for gun safety education and social services. The goal is to help victims of gun violence and also to reduce the cost of emergency response to gun violence, things like police response and ER visits.
9: To create a nonprofit that will be funded with fees from gun owners, Uh, that we entirely focused on initiatives that reduce gun violence in our community. And the best way to do that is by focusing on family members who live in households where a gun is owned. Uh, We know that's where the risk of homicide and particularly the risk of suicide is many times greater than for other residents.
12: Now, the mayor says that this is modeled loosely after what drivers are required to do in terms of insurance. The mayor says people can lower their premiums by doing things like attending safety classes, using gun safes and trigger locks and such. He also told me that he does expect the city to end up in court defending this ordinance. And gun rights advocates say he's right that the ordinance really punishes law abiding gun owners and they will sue.
5: And most importantly, they will not stop gun violence. Um all this legislation does is punish legal owners of firearms. Taxing a constitutional right is is illegal.
0: I love that that guy gets the same level of pub as the mayor in this story.
12: Gun legislation. They already banned ghost guns. They did something with straw sales as well, uh, and they also helped to defend the assault weapons ban uh, when that expired. The uh, all of this will go before the council for a full vote later this afternoon. We expect that there will be lengthy public comment ahead of that in San Jose. Chris Sanchez, today in the Bay.
0: Yeah, the, 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 first you got the mayor of San Jose. Not that I you know, love, love him and his, his bootlick and chops, um, to death, but the mayor of San Jose and then the executive director of the Silicon Valley taxpayers for government accountability, (laughs) a fail, a two time failed city council candidate, um, given the same level. this, this is one of the issue I have with local news. Like they're given the same level of, um, you know, seriousness really. And, 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 uh, and platform in this story, granted, the mayor's quote comes first and it's his proposal, but still, um, You give, you put them on the same level and you're elevating the voice that is just not frankly, you know, I don't think worthy of being elevated. Um, but that's sort of how the news works here. They, they, they try to be fair and balanced quote unquote, but they end up, I think, uh, tilting the scales to the, the NIMBYs and the folks that just have the loudest voice. But I don't know what, what are your thoughts? I was going to get obliterated in the courts. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's the 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 lawsuit already has dropped, so it's not even getting implemented. But it got the mayor nice media hits on uh, everything from News uh, Newsweek to he was on the Today. He wasn't on the Today Show, but they covered it on the Today Show. L.A. Times, Washington Post, CNN. Right. So he he got he got what he wanted out of it. Um. So that is what it is.
1: So well, it might. I okay. So it's gonna be it's gonna be in the federal courts. There's some chance maybe the Ninth Circuit won't overturn it, right? There's some mm-hmm. chance, but that's pretty slim because, and I forget what the fucking decision was, but um, up until about like the I say what, the 80s or the 90s, the courts had generally had not interpreted the Second Amendment to just mean that like individuals could just have kind of whatever the fuck firearm they want with like little to no restriction. And I forget what decision it was, and that all changed once the court did decide, like be for the. Vast majority of the time in this country, like gun regulation was the norm. Like guns were pretty heavily regulated in this country. Um, I don't have a strong position on guns either way. I don't care if my neighbors own guns. If they do own them, I hope the fucking hope they use them safely. And I hope if my next door neighbor owns a gun, it can't penetrate the wall of an apartment if they accidentally fire it. <laughs>
0: but- <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure it could, but especially in your apartments, I don't know, but uh, may- maybe not who knows, but uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I you know, you want to do more power to you as long as you're being safe with anything, right? Right. Like a, a gun, scissors, I don't give a shit, right? <laughs> Just don't hurt other people and be safe with it. And that's all. I think the, at the end of the day, the government can, and should do in terms of regulating vices and things like that. Make sure that folks aren't hurting other people or interrupting their life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. And they're doing things safely. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, you can't, you really can't um, regulate people. You know, there's only so much government can do anyway. And there's only so much that would be effective. Right. Um, So this is something like, like gun insurance is really there. It's an in case thing, right? Like it's a if your gun is is used in a robbery or something like that, or in a homicide, um, then it would come into play. But as long as you're doing things properly, staying safe, paying your bills, and checking all the boxes, then it's not it's not something that's going to impact you. But um, you know, so someone could argue that a small fee or a small you know a, a, a small price to pay for owning the right to own the gun or the privilege of owning the gun and having that weapon that could cause harm to other people right there in your home. Um, but you know, one could argue the other way too, but we do have to, you know, there are things we're required to get liability insurance for in many other arenas where I would argue that, you know, it's a little bit, uh, uh extraneous to do it. If you, if you consider that it's not, it doesn't make sense to have it for a gun. So, but that's for another conversation, I think entirely. Yeah. We'll get back to this story more as we, we, go down the road because it's going to come back. Like you said, the lawsuits are already flying.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. If the insurance industry, so, um, if the insurance
0: industry were to, to go out, war show with, out with one, one last little
1: clip. Yeah, but real quick, if the insurance industry were to go to war with the firearms industry, I wouldn't be mad to see that at all. Uh Oh, have I lost you? I've lost you. Uh, not check. quite but it's 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 going in and out it's going in and out all right we'll run this last clip this is the entire staff of oh, Noah ba- noah's I bagels quitting you. this is the entire staff of the noah's bagels quitting live on a tiktok video
12: Staff at a Vacaville bagel shop quit, and the moment has gone viral. TikTok video shows 16 employees of Noah's Bagels meeting at the store to put in their notice after they say their manager was unjustly fired. Turns out, initially, the manager says she was suspended, likely because of a customer complaint, but she says no one complained. When she went home, she saw her final paycheck in her bank account. The manager, along with the rest of the employees, are demanding to know why she was fired, and then in a show of solidarity, the staff quit, posting it on TikTok. The video has gotten them 3.6 million views. We're not replaceable, we're not disposable, and you can't just fire somebody and not let them know. That shows you how tight our bond is and how close we are together, not just as a team, but as a family. Those are some nice employees. Noah's Bagel says it'll look into the matter as it takes treatments of the team members, quote, seriously.
1: That was wild. Yeah, go on with your bad selves. Well, yeah, get them, get them, uh, worker solidarity and, uh, and like union participation is generally at an all time low in the United States. So a fucking get them, get them, get them.
0: Yeah. As we all know, um, am I coming through? Okay. Um, we may have heard about star Starbucks employees unionizing, uh, lately. So that's great to hear. Um, so maybe Noah's will be next. Um, and maybe after that Jamba juice, I guess, if we're going down the, the strip mall,
1: yeah, for sure. Well, since your connection's bad, I yeah. guess I'll read us out this evening. Um, everybody, thanks for listening to Probably Down Ballot. Make idea. sure you. Everybody, thanks for listening to Down Ballot. Make sure you are following this podcast on your podcatcher of choice, and uh, make sure you're following us on Twitch. We're usually live Tuesday nights, seven thirty p.m. Pacific. Twitch.tv/slash Ecoplex Media, and remember, uh, not all politics are local, but I mean, some of it is, and maybe you should uh, get involved. this is locals, by Audible, smoke signal, and. Uh, we out peace <laughs>
5: Get the party started Pick up my phone just to check and see who's calling Dress up real nice for the ladies at the bar And I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet It's where I smoke my cigarette And I hold my drink I look at all my friends They're all blazing greens here at the front of the stage Waiting for MTV Where are those guys who's standing next to me With the pipe in his hand Ready to blaze for me About five minutes later we're all singing We're getting the the fuck up on stage been like the sea. Yeah. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the bang. We do what we want. What we wanna do And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band Enjoy that band I turn and head back. The ball for a refill, man, because you know where we are. We're headed out to the car to smoke another one, and another one. Woo! Now just when the magic starts kicking in, now hear we left playing. And you know it's time to head in. All right, everybody, now it's time to grab a new drink, spark it if you got it, and then pass it to me. And we do what we want, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want What we want to do and what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the pain Enjoy that pain Last up on the bill for the show tonight the down dirty and five so we're headed outside Just spark up another joint now who's got my lighter? A stoner E of course, shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch being who I gotta be To Stony E take you on a psychedelic odyssey Now inside motherfuckers is rocking me And outside shit we smoke a lot of broccoli the rolly on a sexy groovy jockin' me, ain't too drunk to fuck but don't probably do a slap We do what we want What we wanna do And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band the Dance band, the band enjoy the band We do what we want What we wanna do and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bob Molly said, like jamming? And he hoped we liked jamming too. Well, I gotta say, Thank you, Bob. We do, yes, I gotta say, Thank you, Bob. We do. Well, Bob Molly said, Do like jamming? And he hoped we liked jamming too. Well, I gotta say, Thank you, Bob. We do, yes, I gotta say, Thank you, Sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy the band. We do and what, we want. And, and what we want, and what we want is the jam. jam. So sit.